Welcome back, everybody, to the JTF Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy. And today, we are talking about playoffs. Playoffs? Oh, uh, yeah. Today, we're going to talk about playoffs, and we're going to talk about just our overall, I guess, how we felt the NFL season went this year. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this will be a uh, you know pretty solid episode, uh, being that, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of glad that we... Uh, um, we'll have to figure something out for our next season because the the shift in of our the layout of our episodes, I feel like it's more fun. Now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, we were getting like we said in the last episode, as you better listen to because we're nuts, we're crazy. Um, yeah, we, yep. we were getting a little bored with our normal formula of weekly predictions and weekly, you know, recap and. So we, you know, we we're trying to up it up, up the energy. You know, obviously our off season going to be straight bangers. Oh yeah, straight bangers. We off I, as a Lions fan, live for the off season every single year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I'm I guess we'll silly. start off with how how we felt the season was ran. You know how, how we felt. Yeah, about I like season. that. I- and you know, I'll I'll give credit to them with with COVID. I I feel like there's a few games where there's some bias. With you know pushing games, I really, really do. But overall, I, I, I say they, they did do awful with it. You know, I, I guess if you want to go there, compared to other uh, sports organizations such as NBA, uh, the NBA being the main one, uh, I think the NFL did a okay job. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I get it. You know, we already have some playoff potential, you know, kind of BS with the NFL in these playoff games here coming up. Uh, I don't know if you want to count this as news, but the uh, I know with the Buccaneers playing on Saturday, some of their players aren't eligible that are on the COVID list to come back mm. then, I guess, something along the lines of that, which... Obviously, for the box is kind That's of poopy for them. It's it's yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't want to say BS, but it's you know the NFL being slightly flawed in the way that they have done or certain protocols that they may have installed with this season. But yeah, I guess I, uh, at the end of it, my main gripe with how they I, like I thought they did like a pretty solid job of not canceling games and making sure every game was played. But my main gripe yeah. was with some teams getting longer than other teams. Yep, yep. And that's, I, I like I said, overall, I, I, I guess if I had to rate the performance of the NFL on a scale of 1 to 10 this season, I, I think I would rate that about a, a generous 6, maybe 5.5. Uh, like you said, that the the bias with some of the teams, <laughs> the most notably yeah, most the, Ravens, the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens got like, what, a 6-day extension. And and just meanwhile, for like, the Broncos yeah, the Bron- and yeah, the, Lions. the Lions had no coaches. Pretty much, they just needed one day, push back one day, and they would have had their coaches. Broncos, I think if they, I you know, I think the Broncos were pretty much SOL. I think, I don't think they if they'd had to push it back like a week, about which would have been a lot. But um, imagine not if you're not even that as the Broncos, like you're contenders, that'd be awful. Well, my thing is like they didn't even like. You could extend it like a day or two or something to like 
I don't know, have them or, sign like yeah, a or, let, or something. Yeah, that clause where if you sign someone, they have to wait ten days. Just like let them sign and go roll with it. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know. Like that that whole thing was kind of screwy, yeah. but overall it wasn't terrible. Um, I, I guess it wasn't. You know, I don't know. I had mixed feelings. It it was it was like you said. I will say I'm glad to have seen pretty much every mm-hmm. game be played. So that is good. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a year of unfortunate injuries. You saw a lot of big injuries this year. Uh, Nick Bosa went out for the year. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Chris McCaffrey played, like, what, four games maybe? Uh, obviously, yeah. Dak Prescott. Oh, dude, speaking of this ankle and knee injuries, did you see uh, the DeAndre Baker injury? I don't know if I saw it, but I it heard was about bad. it. It it was just a cramp. It was, yes, this Tony says this doesn't cramp. No, I think he broke his femur. Yeah, that's I it heard was that. Bad, dude, like his leg, like just got like stuck. Like it looked like it got like like someone hot glued it to the ground. It was bad. That was a tough. That was a tough injury. Uh, yeah, and like uh, this, Joe this Burrow, season in terms Joe of like a notable one. Well, yeah, him. Um, Tua got hurt for a little bit. The freaking Iron Man, Matt Stafford, didn't let no injuries keep him down. Yeah, um, but yeah, the injuries were kind of interesting, or not? Well, I mean, the first two weeks, I guess, the injuries it, were just like hamstrings and cramps. I felt like everybody. Well, yeah, I up. definitely think part of it is them not having as long of a preseason to slowly get acclimated to full speed mm-hmm. football, um, which is COVID related. But now they're talking about getting rid of. The half of the preseason all together, anyway. I don't think you need four games oh. necessarily, but I think two games would be good. Well, that's I think they're talking about one that. game to evaluate like borderline players, and then one game to like get your starters like at a good pace for the regular season. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I'm actually kind of a fan of the preseason there's games a because there's a need for them for sure. Because like, yeah, it's. I mean, there's. Plenty of stories mm-hmm. of, I mean, in general, can you do without preseason, I guess? But I don't know. It, it's just cool to see some of the other players get more time if you're really, really invested in football. Well, it's good to see, like, well, and you got to think about it the long haul. Like, if someone's playing in the preseason and maybe he gets cut because he doesn't make the main roster, there's a potential if someone goes down to that position that he gets picked up, knows the system, played with them for a few you know, weeks. Like, it, it's cool to see. Or even like, you know, like for ex- like you, on that note, you can say, oh, that's like a player's tryout mm-hmm. in a way with the entire NFL. Like another team, I go, oh, he did really good with them. This team in the preseason, they cut him. We should take yeah. him. Type of thing. I agree. Uh, I thought so. I thought the practice squad block. I thought that was a good um, new rule implemented by the NFL for. Where uh, I think it was you could protect two or three players on your practice squad from getting signed by other teams every week. Oh, and I didn't, so like I didn't, for instance, like that... people would try to sign David Blau for the Lions, but he was protected every single week, so he couldn't get signed. Hmm. I I thought that was a like a like obviously it sucked for like you know the player, like maybe the Cowboys trying to get. The, I think the Cowboys actually did try to get David Blau, and we blocked him. He could have potentially been starting right now, but in the team sense, like, oh, I have this Matt Stafford and Chase Daniels get COVID. Okay, we have David Blau at least to bring up. 
Mm-hmm. That's why I wonder what happened with the Broncos. Like, if even their practice squad people got got it. And that's I don't know, man. And that's again kind of like the whole could have done better thing. But you know, I'll give it to them. I mean, hopefully, as time goes on here, I mean, and I'm sure everyone's hoping for this. This, it it just it just goes. A, I don't even want to say goes away because it won't go away. But just we just get it under control. Yeah, whatever you want to say. We know how to fight it. We know how to, like, hopefully the NFL doesn't ever have to do something like this again, pretty much. Would be would be yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, something that I want to talk about, just because of, it's the last week of football, and I thought it was, it was a very blatant tank job. Just a very blatant, blatant tank job by the Philadelphia Eagles um, last night. Yeah. That was, well, the Giants were mad, and I don't blame them. That's going to be quite a rivalry game next year. There's going to be some bad, like, there's bad blood, but there, there's going to be some bad, bad blood right now. And, I mean, that's, like you said, that's, I think Doug Peterson should, in a way, be banned from the NFL. If you want me to go as far as to say that, I don't think he should be, they should get fined. They should get. I mean, quite frankly, if we want to uh, get super serious, the pick should be revoked. In a way. I mean, I'm not going to be a stickler. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like. I don't think that will happen, but if you're blatantly losing, I don't, it just seems weird to me. Like, I, I don't well, that, want the, that. You, the excuse was that they, the, the coaching or the, excuse me, the quarterback situation is still under yeah. evaluation. So I, 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 I get what they're saying there, but if you want to evaluate, why not have Carson Wentz active? You know what I'm saying? Why not have yeah. you? This is, this is the perfect way to evaluate your quarterback. Carson Wentz goes first quarter. Jalen Hurts goes second quarter. Third quarter goes to Stenum. Was that it? Nate Stenum? No, no. Uh, uh, shoot. No. Uh, I'm Nate Stenum's on the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know. I sorry with know. an S. I just don't remember. Whatever. Blank name insert here. Backup, backup quarterback, because that's all he'll ever be, because I mean, he sucked in his quote-unquote evaluation threw a pick and had a terrible, terrible fumble. And then fourth quarter, whoever you thought did the best, play them again. See if they can clutch up in the fourth quarter. I just thought it was it was very blatant. Like, and you could see on the jo- sideline, like, he's just burning bridge with the quarterback right now. Jalen Hurts was very upset about that. And I don't blame him. I mean, he comes in, gets a score, makes it a one-score game, and you just pull him like that? That's, yep. that's quite frankly, Doug Peterson has been quite overrated for a few years for, yeah, few years for me now. I think it's time to move on. No, I'm not only that, but again, I don't think he should be a coach in the NFL. Again, no, I don't want my Eagles should be fine. Eagles, like you said, you could go as far as take away the pick or maybe even move them just to the last pick in the first round. Or move them to where they would have been if they won. Like, I, whatever you want to do. No, I mean, I, if, if they, I mean, they, in my opinion, they should do an investigation. And if they can, I don't know how you would do that. But, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Everyone unanimously, unanimously goes, yeah, they were tanking. Well, the they they figured they that they, they were going to lose. Just like, man, they just got to evaluate. It's super important to use quarterback. That's it. Super important. <laughs> um, pretty, but yeah, I think they should just to the name to, to the game of football. Like, oh yeah, that's that's okay. I mean, I was like I said, I think one of the one uh, Nate Sudfeld, I think okay. is one. But I argue that their pick should be just the last pick of the first I, round. I would agree with that. 
to make a yep. statement saying, look, if anyone remotely tries to tank, you're you're gonna suffer. There's even for teams it. that were like in, in tanking situations played like football. Lions and Vikings, for instance, that's a perfect situation. Both teams benefit from a loss there, you know. Lions stay in the top mm-hmm. ten, Vikings would move to closer to like a lower team pick. They played their hearts out. That that score was like what, 35-32? And you'd argue <laughs> And you would argue that it, the refs hosed out the Lions. Well, that's I was gonna make a point in at some point, because we're talking about season recap. <laughs> Uh, the NFL officiating needs to be discussed, but we can we'll hit that next. Yeah, we'll hit that next. So, but yeah, either way, I think, I mean, especially with I think we talked about this in one of our episodes. Doug Peterson went on record to say if he was fired from the Eagles, he wouldn't be too sad yeah. about it. And that's just and that just shows to me like he doesn't really yeah. care. If I was who's the owner of the Eagles. I don't know. Why, I don't know. Um, why I thought Howie Long for a second. That was not. That was no. Not uh, right. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. Let me see real quick. It's on the tip. Might be Howie something. It's uh. Jeffrey Lurie. Okay, that's the CEO. Lurie. If I'm if I'm the owner, I'm like, what was that? Like, what 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 was their thought process? Why are we trying to figure out who maybe the backup is? Because. I mean, let's be real here. I think Carson Wentz is per. I don't know. You know, I'm not going to say that. There's a potential chance for Carson Wentz to be gone this season. His contract is quite hefty, and I think if he absolutely wants to trade, he's going to have to restructure that deal, uh, take less money. But there's there's a shot here that Carson Wentz isn't here, and if not, Jalen Hurts is definitely your quarter, like your starter. Definitely oh, here. I agree. I think Jalen Hurts is like in in a way. Uh, he's developing, in my opinion, he, he reminds me kind of Russell yeah, Wilson. He, I don't think he has quite the arm talent as Russell Wilson, but he has good mobility. He hits, he's hit some good throws in that game. I just don't think, obviously, Roster's super banged up. Um, Washington has really good D-line. He, he felt the pressure in that game, but I saw yeah. more of a fire lit under that offense under Hurts than I've seen under Wentz. Probably, yep. I mean, maybe not the year when he was considered MVP candidate, but other than that year, probably every other. Um, also, you were thinking of the, I think, I don't know if he said this, the Eagles GM, Howie yeah, Roseman. Okay, that's the GM. Okay, Even him, I'd be yeah. pretty disgusted with that act by Doug Peterson. Even oh, though it yeah, gives you dude. a good draft spot, don't get me wrong, like, that's baller, but like, that's not the coach's choice just to blatantly lose a game. Yeah, it's again. It's it's disrespecting the game of football. I mean, everyone, all these play, players, analysts, whatever you want to say, have all been on the whole. He's just disgusting to the game of football yeah, right now. Quite a um, moving on to the refereeing, I think number one and first and foremost that they need to have a discussion about this offseason is roughing the passer. Yeah, quarterbacks are too yes. right now, and like I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem, like, if you want to protect the quarterback when he's out of the pocket, you don't want him to take, like, a full, like, 20-mile-per-hour smash from a safety. I get that. They're not built for that. I mean, no player is really built for that in reality. I get that. But if a player with their moment, okay, like, I'll make a defense for a D-lineman. The momentum of a D-lineman, a 300-pound man, he can't control if he lands on the quarterback and puts, quote-unquote, his full weight. There's nothing he can do about it. His momentum. No, that's. I mean, I'm not even gonna lie. I think the whole 
even outside of quarterback, if you want me to be honest, I think, and I'm, I'm don't get me wrong. I, I get how you're trying to protect certain players or whatever. I, I even think, again, it's affecting the defense more than any, anything. It's, they are putting like the defenseless wide receiver mm-hmm. things. Like there's times where it seems like I've seen just good routine defensive plays that would get way like penalized because defense is my receiver mm-hmm. or the one thing, the one thing like, like how you're saying you want, you would, you get how they want to protect the quarterback when he's running and whatever. But in my eyes, the cornerback, the quarterback, excuse me, is no longer a quarterback. He is in a way a running yeah. back or a runner. You can hit him unless he, and this is any position too, unless they slide and give themselves yeah. up. And I, I think, uh, I so, think they do good with that rule. I think that's really the only rule they need for when he's outside the pocket is get down. If you don't get down, you should be treated like any other player. You get yep. smoked, you get smoked. 100%. And I think these protecting quarterback rules trickle down to obviously college with targeting. And I think targeting is the worst. Like if the NFL implements targeting, you can kiss like games goodbye pretty much because one targeting call let's all right let's say for instance let's say jamal adams hits jared golf and because they they call it forcible contact targeting out of the game the best defensive player on your team out of the game because he makes a routine hit and that was my problem with um we're talking about a little bit of college here the national championship game justin fields and I'll, you know, I'll give him the attest of toughness. Good, good for him playing the rest of the game, being banged up. He doesn't get down, and he turns in to the helmet of the hit. And they say because he hit the helmet, it's targeting and toss that guy out of the game. Give him, and that's gives the them thing a too. First like down, and they score a touchdown one play later. They would have had to settle for a field goal. Justin Fields would have been banged up. Like that guy made a fantastic hit. You know, shoulder would have been on the back. He got turned into called targeting totally different game. I think that's terrible. Well, that's you. You kind of it's like the same thing we saw week one with the Lions. Mm-hmm. The Jamie Collins was making a case to the ref, like, "Look, this guy is putting his head down." The offensive yeah, players offensive players can do that all down. the time. It seems like it doesn't matter. Well, that's my thing. Like they need to fix mm-hmm. that too, because as a defensive player, how are you supposed to tackle avoiding the yep. head? If they're putting their heads yeah, down, and it's defensive player, you know, I'm, it just doesn't make sense. Like nothing about the rules. Like everything is so subjective. You like defensive players too, because they don't they don't want to take a shot from a helmet coming down the hole right in the face. That's exactly. That's why Luke I mean, I just it, there's no, and it seems like the rules are so like un unfinished in a way. No, the refs just aren't consistent with it. I mean, I can't tell you how many. Inconsistencies I see with holding, holding and on the offensive line. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I'd argue like holding is the NBA's version of traveling. <laughs> like you could probably call travel on like ninety yep. percent of things that go yep. uncalled. But that's the same thing with holding, though. And it's just, it's almost like if they they pick and choose of when they they want to call a holding. I don't yeah. know. It, it's just absurd to me. Sometimes the 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 sub I don't even want to say favoritism, like but just how subjective it is. And that's another note that I want to say if we want to talk about favoritism. The Packers and the Bears this last game, there was one really, really, really close uh 
fumble that one of the Bears players had. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't really care about the Bears <laughs> or even the Packers, if they win or lose, whatever. Um, but as a football fan, I watch this and go, so, like, back in the day, the refs would kind of, like, blow it dead type of thing. It's It comes to the point where – so, all right, here's the play. One of the Col- or Bears, uh, I think the tight end, he caught the ball and – he technically wasn't down. He was, like, on top of a Packers player. He was, like, sitting on him pretty much, just the way he got okay. tackled. And, you know, he, he's basically yeah. down, though. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but he, uh, he's basically down just sitting on the guy. But someone comes in and, like, strips the ball away from him. and But they don't pull the whistle until the Packers recover, and they rule the fumble and a... Uh, Recovery by the Packers. How- now, if you look at the replay, there isn't necessarily conclusive evidence that, oh, he was definitely down before the ball came out. But you could argue it for the flip side. Like, say they called it, he was down. And, like, the Packers said, like, oh, he fumbled it. There would not be conclusive evidence to turn it to the Packers' favor, if that, if that no, makes I, sense. I- so, like, my point being, the refs seem to call things in favor of better teams, and that is what annoys me. So, like, for that example that I said, they waited to the play, like, the Packers got the ball and stuff, or, like, they didn't go, like, oh, yeah, he's right. down. If that makes sense. Like, there's plays that are close, or, like, look at the Lions. That Marvin Jones. Uh, definitely a touchdown. Definitely. Nothing. So, nothing in that, in the video, the replay showed anything. The, the ball moved, but it shot right into his gut. Like, how is that? Like, how is that? You go, oh, yeah, it hit the ground, definitely. And they called it a touchdown on the field. Not enough evidence. Oh, see, that. now that's awful. awful. And that's I awful. think the accountability for refs needs, I think refs need to start getting fined. If players get fined yep. for talking about how shitty refs are, I, I think it's just, quite frankly, that these players are over these refs because they really control the game in a sense. Like, the Tracy Walker getting his sack and they called uh, roughing the passer. He literally tried to roll off him. Nothing you, nothing more you can do as a defensive player. It's not like he tackled him, looked at him, turned into Dwayne The Rock Johnson and did the people's elbow. <laughs> you know, like... Right, I he mean... Ta- he, he sacked him. Like, like, it was a really like, good delayed blitz. He got through the middle, sacked him, and I, I and the rough came out and went, no, that's the right call. And the reporter was like, yeah, but like it wasn't. And he goes, no, it's right. Like, I called it. It had to be right then. It's like the accountability is low for you guys. Like, you think your egos think you're gods of football. You're just old men trying to just control something. Quite frankly. And, that, and that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like you said, I think, the quite frankly, the, the best and easiest way to make refs think twice before just calling things and being more careful is yeah, right. find them. You don't gotta find them millions and millions of like, but to a rough standard, like game track, find them. They miss a, they you miss a, uh, you make a bad call, you get docked like five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like, and that's what you do with the players, right? You you want them to be accountable, so you find them for, you know, unsportsmanlike conducts and celebrating too early or wearing different colored cleats. You know, <laughs> like the fact that you can find a player for different colored cleats, but you can't find a ref for making a game altering call, it's ridiculous. Yep. This, it makes, makes no sense. sense. Yeah, 
Um, another gripe I have with officiating is has been pass interference this year. So by rule, yep. by rule, and, and it might not be the same thing as for you as it is for me. By rule, pass interference is you know making it so a player can't catch a ball. But let's, let's say that. Well, I mean, we can uh, we can do the people a favor here. Let me, as you explain your point, let me let me see if I can find pass interference rule, the the, the actual okay. written rule. By, by what I what I know, like I don't know by hand here is that you interfere so they can't catch a ball. So, like, you push them down before the ball gets there, something like that. But in that rule, I'm pretty sure it says it has to be a catchable ball. It has to be a catchable ball. And something that I've been seeing this year is balls being sailed out of the end zone, sailed, like, quite frankly, 20 yards over the head out of streak. And they call it pass interference on that. That's not a catchable ball. Even if you did pass interference, you're telling me where the ball was to where he was. He's going to run, like... 30, 20 more yards or grow to seven feet and catch a ball that's going, you know, way out of bounds. And I think that's something they need to check out is you have to really reinforce the catchable part if they're going to catch it or not. But no, like you said, uh, it it just doesn't make sense that uh, – but then it, it, it just gets to the point, though, like like you said – then they have to go and say, okay, well, what's a catchable mm-hmm. ball type of thing? And, like, I mean, look at Kelvin Johnson. He's caught balls that no one has oh, any yeah. business no, catching. But, like, that's the thing. It's, like, you just got to make the pass interference, uh, like, the act of pass interference more fine-tuned mm-hmm. to then, then, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, they're just making it too hard. They're making on it too hard on the defense. Like the, the offense, in reality, has every advantage in, in a normal NFL game right now. Can't hit a quarterback low. Can't hit a quarterback in the head. Um, can't hold within past five yards. Can't get there a little early. Can't grab the back of the jersey. You know, you can't do all these things. Can't hit a quarterback if he's about to slide, not sliding. Can't hit a can't hit someone if they look like they're going out of bounds, but don't. You don't like those plays are like. So for offense, oh yeah, it's, I agree. It's dumb to me. I think the easiest way to clear pass interference is: would did, did that player like actually stop them from catching the ball? Like, did he get there early? Wrap, grab his hand. Pass interference, perfect. Did he get there early and like bump him off the route? Perfect. Pass interference. Is the ball going out of bounds? There's no way they're going to catch it. Not pass interference. It doesn't matter then. So, so this is what it says. It is. It is pass interference by either team. This is, and just to okay. clarify, this is on the NFL. This is NFL video rule book. This is a little section it has for defensive pass interference. Uh, and I can click to see the official rule <laughs> uh, through another link. But this little short summary, it says, um, it is pass interference by either team when any act by a player more than one yard beyond the line of scrimmage, significantly hinders an eligible player's opportunity to catch the ball. Pass interference can only occur when a forward pass is thrown from behind the line of scrimmage, regardless of whether the pass is legal or illegal, or whether it crosses the line. So even yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. So you're telling me a pass that's illegal can warrant yeah, pass interference? I think the that's NFL... That just is it's absurd. Yeah, that's a terrible... I don't... Like, quite frankly, I don't even know what you said. Like, in reality, like, 
like if I was asking Kyle to break this down line by line, what does this mean? I'd probably go like, yeah, I got like the first two. And then like after that, it was this, I, I didn't get it. And I'm looking at the actual rule of uh, it's section five uh, <laughs> for pass interference. And you, for anyone who's wondering, you can download the NFL PDF <laughs> of the rules. That's funny. Not that they matter because they don't follow yeah, right. anyway. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just it just uh, doesn't make sense, honestly. They, they, it has a definition of it, and then it has Article Two: prohibited acts by both teams while the ball is in the air. Um, I mean, then there's permissible acts by both teams while the ball is in the air. Um, I mean, X prohibited by the offense. Yeah, I mean, I don't get yeah. it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just a lot of mumbo jumbo. Like, it's a lot of words for nothing. Like to say nothing. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, it's dumb. Um, so I I think that might be. I don't know unless you got anything else to say about the regular season. But that's all I got on the regular season. Now, honestly, to sum it up mostly, I would say uh, the rules need to be fine-tuned more than anything. I agree. In the officiating. I, I definitely agree. Uh, now, playoffs. Talk about playoffs. I think I – don't, I don't think we're going to do a weekly breakdown of all this just because uh, we might get bored a bit like the regular season. But I think – Well, I mean, even with this, though, we only have a few that's games true, that's true. where before it was – so many That's games. True. We could, we could, we could do the yeah. Let's do that. So we'll start. I'm, I'm gonna give my favorites from both sides real quick. The AFC and the NFC. Well, that's yeah. I was gonna say maybe right now we could just kind of you know go through and see like ooh, who do we think and uh you know I mean really yeah. that uh, in terms of a recap I feel like it would again be It'd way be sure. better because there's yeah, way less great. games. Um, so my favorites for for the AFC, I'll give three favorites. My favorites right now are obviously the Chiefs. Okay, you're talking yeah, about overall, like who I think has the best okay. chance in the Super Bowl. I'm gonna go Chiefs, Bills, Titans. Those are my three favorites. No Steelers, did, huh? They're pretenders to me, quite frankly. There's pretend. You said the Steelers yeah, dude, are pretenders. Chase Claypool can get on their little TikTok and. And use, and yep. use this cl- clip bums. voiceover because they bums. They bum. Juju Smith-Schuster, quite frankly, I don't think we'll get franchise tag. I don't think we'll get resigned. He'll, pep, but he'll be on a new team next year. That's my prediction. I don't think. I don't think, he's like, I don't think he's as good as Kenny Galladay. I don't think he's, I don't think he's oh, as good yeah, as Corey I mean, Davis. I same draft class. Nope, I, I, just, I don't either. Like, no, I think he's solid, but I don't think he's going to be a, num- a number one all ever. I think Chase Claypool is already better than him, quite frankly. Yep. Wow. I don't know how you feel. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you. I think obviously the Chiefs are my number one team, probably overall, yeah. honestly, but AFC even. Uh, and I think the Bills are they're, they're close. Right they're I don't know if they high. just have that. I don't know if they're, they're just team. like you said. That's probably the best way, the best advantage the Chiefs have more than anyone is just their playoff. Uh, mm-hmm. experience. Um, I don't know, man. We've seen the Titans. I mean, don't get me wrong. Titans are a good team. Had a good run last I just year. don't think they can. They did, but that's... 
my thing is, if you can stop Derrick Henry, I think the Titans are. I think only. Don't get me wrong. Like Brian Tannehill, is he's been playing very, very well. He's very, very smart. But he is best when the team is doing the play the action options. and the runs going really well. If you stop Derrick Henry, I think that's pretty much it. I for just the don't Titans. know if Ravens can stop him, honestly. Well, for this week specifically, I, I'm not. But in the as the playoffs go on, like if you play the Bills, I don't know if the Titans can. But I think the Bills have the ability yeah. to stop them. Uh, Chiefs obviously have. I don't think, they, I don't, I don't think they have the ability to stop Derrick Henry, but I think they have a good enough offense to match Derrick Henry. Well, yeah, and other than Chris Jones and Honey Badger, I can't really think of a lot on their defense. They have uh, Frank Clark's good too. That other Frank Clark, who he's good. well, that was gonna say him, and um, I thought they had a solid line guy that's been coming to the zone at linebacker. I might just not know honestly, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's just the the team's been playing the overall. Solid yeah. though, but I mean they almost lost to the Texans. I'm, I'm no, just, I, I don't I'm disagree. Just I just think you know I, I like Mike Vrabel. I wish he was our head coach. Quite frankly, we took on a Patriot. I I think what he did last year was super impressive. What he beat he beat the Ravens right last year. MVP Lamar beat MVP mm-hmm. Lamar and the Patriots right. That's a pretty yep, impressive yep. feat, if you ask me. I think that's pretty impressive. Now, can he replicate it? That's the thing. Can he replicate it another year? Can he get another playoff win? You know, that's it. Was good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, you want to hear my hot take? So you said, you said Steelers are pretenders. I think the Browns, if Baker Mayfield plays as good as he has been, I think they could. They, I think the Browns have the ability they, to beat the Titans. <laughs> the Browns lost to the Steelers last week, though, with backups. The Steelers had backups. They didn't lose. Browns won. Oh, did they? Oh, mm-hmm. son of a gun. When I was watching, they were losing, I thought. No, they, they Browns won. Goat. That's the Browns Mason winning. Rudolph. You're telling me the goat Mason Rudolph didn't win? That's ridiculous. You're telling the, me. The, I think the Browns winning is what caused the Dolphins oh. Oh, to yeah, not right. be able to you're get right. it. Uh, I'm excited for the AFC games. So we got some good ones on tap. We really uh, do. We really now do. Now for the NFC, for my favorites, Um, I think – just for the benefit, I, I have to say the Packers. I mean, they've been so good this year. Yeah, dude. I mean, the Packers defense. Yeah, they the have Barry really Smith been baller. Like Kenny Clark, you baller. Rashawn Gary. Jair Alexander's been playing yeah, dude, absolutely Jari amazing. He is he is one of the best corners in the NFL right now. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, they are just <laughs> they're playing so good right now. Um, so Packers, I I like the. I don't know if I'm gonna go with them. I'm gonna go Packers, Buccaneers, Seattle as my favorites. <sighs> I would have gone. I mean, like you said, man, no, even the no, NFC, the NFC has some uh, tricky, tricky games. Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, even if Tom Brady, I mean, and I, and I keep, I keep saying the quarterbacks. Like I think the Bucks versus Washington football team is going to be a lot closer. People that that they may think, you know, I think Tom Brady could get rattled and have some costly uh, 
turnovers. I, I really think it's on him. This is, this is playoff how good Tommy, the Bucs are. This is, what, seventh ring Tommy is a seven or eight. I actually don't know how many he has. He's, he's, he's revenge I tour. He's six. on revenge tour, showing the Patriots he don't need them. But to, no, you're not. That's why I'm saying. Like, he's been playing. He's on this, this postseason. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. He's he's been playing Godin. He he is playing Godin. He is playing. Well, they, like, they have so many offensive weapons. Splitting it's, ridiculous. Him. it's ridiculous. No, I mean, but still, I mean, the guy's forty. No, forty how old? Forty something years old. I mean, dude's more durable than freaking the young quarterbacks yeah, right. in the NFL right now. Um, I I think if Tom Brady can do well, uh, the Bucks could be a really big threat. It depends too. It's their their defense has been solid most of the season, but they're gonna have be without some people because of COVID. I know this yeah. first game. Um, even the Rams, man. I don't know. They on paper they look so so I don't good. Know if they're gonna have Jared Goff is the thing, but they're flaky. The Rams are like the flaky are team. Kind of flaky too, though. Like Russell Wilson at the beginning of the year, we were like talking MVP talks. Like he was playing super super good, yep. and he dropped big time. I'm not even gonna lie. Like he. He went from an elite level playing to like very, very average. I felt like. Nah, see, I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers is the MVP Aaron, right now. I think you could argue. I I think you could argue for the three: Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, or Aaron Rodgers. But I think Aaron Rodgers got the edge for me. He's got the best record. I think. Yeah. He's just playing some elite football right now. Also, you want my hot yeah, take of the here. playoffs. You know, people look at the Bucks, or excuse me, uh, the Washington football team, and go, "Oh God, a losing record team in the playoffs." <laughs> I think the worst team in the playoffs is the Bears. I agree. I agree. They lost the Lions, dude. <laughs> That's oh, what I'm saying. I mean, to be fair, Washington did lose the Lions too. <laughs> yeah, but that game was like that game was close. Or I mean, I guess they both were kind of close. Either way, the. It depends what Mitch Trubisky uh, the, we're seeing, dude. Are we seeing two billion dollar ten year contract, Mitch Trubisky, or are we seeing cut and never picked up again, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky? Well, they're not playing the Lions. Is so he probably sitting with not... Dwayne Haskins in the in the you know the adult club, Mitch Trubisky? <laughs> yeah, we're probably gonna see with, that Mitch with Trubisky. James Harden. <laughs> I James, James Harden yeah. produces after, so go ahead and drop sixty on your head. Uh, yeah, I think the I think the NFC is the is the easier division to go through right now. Personally, I think I look at these AFC teams, and I go if NFC teams are matched up against them, I've, this would be tough matchups for them. No, I Ravens agree. Really I good mean... team. Titans really good team. Steelers, you could you could. <laughs> Browns playing good. Bills are super hot. Colts are like. They either drop forty on you or they do nothing. They're a weird team too. Um, I you know I'm gonna get my Super Bowl prediction right now before any playoff starts. Okay, we can do that. We can do that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chiefs. Yep, Chiefs Buccaneers. Really? Yep. I think whoever wins that's whoever wins the Packers Buccaneers game. Which I think they would play each other. Actually, I'm not sure about that. I think if I, that's what it, I mean, that I don't know if that's true. If I don't know how they do it, but if I'm looking at it, how the brackets actually supposed to be, and that's what it is. If it's Packers versus Bucks, I think whoever wins that game will wouldn't go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, 
So you think Bucks will yeah, be? Yeah, I think it's going to be Chiefs Bucks with the Chiefs winning. Let's see here, thirty-one to seventeen. Yep, wow. that's my prediction. You can write that down, etched um, in stone, and then when I win you a million dollars, we got it. We're we're, we're live. We're live. <laughs> this isn't really live, but you, you'll hear it before any playoff games happen. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, yeah. We're technically not live. That do that be um, that be something to do sometime? A live podcast. Yeah, that is something. We'll have to look, guys. Let us know. None of you guys are DMing yeah. us, Brandon. How about you DM us? And Justin, I thought um, you were cracked at Fortnite, my guy. I let him know yesterday when I was there, the listener of podcast. <laughs> he said he's got it uh, saved and ready for when he listens to it. So, by the way, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going with my team, the Chiefs. I don't think anyone in the NFC can compete with them. So, I think I'm going to say right now, I think Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, and I think they will play the Packers, okay. though. Aaron Rodgers has, I mean, in a way, like Justin Herbert, I wasn't saying Aaron Rodgers wasn't, I'm not saying he, he was bad before, off, I that, but I did not think he would be like this caliber. He's been proving me wrong. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is absolute, I will say this, this is another hot take. So say it is, it is my prediction, Packers versus Chiefs in the Super yes. Bowl. If Aaron Rodgers wins, he will be labeled as the best quarterback ever. I could see it, dude. I could see it, hundred percent. Um, but I don't think he'll win because my Chiefs Kingdom is the best team in the NFL. All right. Well, uh, that's been this episode. We're about to record uh, a mock draft. This will be a so make sure you listen to this before the mock draft, even though this is at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. We will be doing every single pick that is locked in here. So we will be going up to. I'm looking at it right now. Pick 19. Or no, pick 18. Pick 18, which is the Miami Dolphins. We're going yep, that we're far? every pick that's locked in. So okay, that, okay. we're about to bust that out as soon as we finish this, honestly. So, you know, as always, thank you for listening to the JTF podcast. Uh, you know, keep listening. DM us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, if you have our phone number, because you know us personally, text us what you think we should do. Snap us. Uh, match with us on Tinder. We don't know if have, we, we, G- uh, have any clientele We don't have a Tinder. Um, <laughs> but, you know, make sure you message us on everything else. Uh, this has been the JTM. PlayStation, yeah, PlayStation Network. Network. Hit us up on PSN. We'll be playing God of War when that comes out, whenever. You know, dead, what was it? what's it called? Uh, man. Uh, something for blood. Back for blood. Left that too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we'll be grinding. We'll JTF podcast on PSN Network. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, thank you. This has been the JTF podcast.